BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I see the fun. I see the fun. The Diary of Jack Kirkman podcast. Oh my God, I seem fun. The Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast episode 220. Seven coming at you. I think I have to adjust this chair. I think I'm too short. Um, I am in the brand new All Things Comedy Studio. Fantastic. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. And it's this video, this episode is going to be available on video. So um, Aaron, we'll just, I'll get them the link closer to the date, right? And, and so you can um, find out how to watch this episode by going to facebook.com slash I Seem Fun Podcast or following me on Twitter at I Seem Fun podcast. Um, oh my God, this is, I mean, it is just beautiful. I cannot stop looking at myself in the monitor because it's just, you know, those good cameras with the good lighting. Whew. All right. Congratulations, all things comedy. And, um, let's get this shit going. Oh my God. I, well, I recorded an episode this week already, so I feel like I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. Aaron, this beautiful camera work is distracting me. I'm going to take a picture of myself on camera. Um, and this is very annoying for everybody except for me. Uh, oh my God, look at that. Okay. All right. This is what we're going to talk about. The other, let's just do some business, do some business. As you guys know, not on any official tour. Um, I will be back in London on June 22nd for one show, um, at the Leicester square theater. It's a whole thing. I got to go to London for other reasons. I'm squeezing in a show, hopefully let in all the people that cannot get in to my <clears throat> oh, great time, great time, um, acid reflux. Just come on up into my voice. You had all morning to do it, but you do it when I'm on mic. Um, so everybody, um, what was I going to say? Oh, London, June 22nd, Leicester Square Theater. Come see me. And if you've seen me before, yeah, it's not going to be all new stuff. Um, I apologize for that. It's going to be it can't be. Um, so I don't know if you just want to come see me again because it's fun to be in the same room. And why wouldn't it be? Then come on down. I, I do need a lot of people there. Um, it's sort of a special event for some people that are coming out. So I guess what I'm saying is uh, help girl out. Um, go to iTunes, write a review of the show, give it five stars. Uh, the review is um, she's always distracted. Okay. And then um, all the back episodes of this podcast exist on SoundCloud. Um, let's see. I told you about that. I told you about this. Uh, I will be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana, 
so very soon. And Burlington, Vermont at the Vermont Comedy Club. So get tickets for that. JenKirkman.com. Click on tour dates. Indiana is May 10th through 12th, and Vermont is October 11th through 13th. I assume some kind of sporting event will be happening in Vermont or something. I don't fucking know. Last Every time I tour in the fall, it's always some Michigas. Um, last year, it was I was in Houston, and the Yankees were playing the Houstons or whatever. So that was fun. All right. Uh, it was actually not fun, in case you didn't infer the sarcasm, which meant a lot less people came to my show. Um, even people were like, I'm not that into sports, but this is such a big moment. Bah, 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 bah. But I get it. I'm from Boston. It's fun to watch people beat the Yankees. Um, all right. So I already recorded an episode this week, so I really don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I might go to a listener question. And I also have a pretty cool article that I just found about um, this guy went to space and he has an identical twin. And after spending a year in space, his DNA no longer matches his identical twins. And I love shit like that. I don't really know what we're going to do with that information here at the I Seem Fun podcast, but uh, maybe it would be something that, I don't know, maybe you guys would find that interesting for some reason. So here's what someone asked me. Now, here's an advice question. We'll just start out with that. Um, I don't really know what to tell you people, you know? Um, I'll give you an example. So I I can't tell you what's going on at all. And by the time this airs, I'm going to know in two hours the answer to a big career thing. And I shouldn't be talking about it because uh, I could get in trouble with the thing itself and my other job. So, but I'll just put it out there on the podcast. So um, I auditioned, I went on an audition. I don't normally do that. I'm not, I am an actress, but I, auditioning is, as I say, a lifestyle. You must commit as much time to it as you do anything else. The way I tour, the many hours and days and weeks and months I spend doing that, that's, you know, like auditioning is a lifestyle. You do it hours a day, every day, whatever. So, and I've been in New York writing on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. There's no auditioning in LA for pilot season and all that. I was home uh, in LA. My agent called me, said, hey, do you want to go on this audition? I said, I sure do. And, you know, auditions are many, multiple levels. And um, I auditioned and it went well. And they had me back to screen test, which I've never gone that far in the process before. And then um, today it is being decided between me and another woman for this role. And if I get it, I will film a pilot. Uh, I will probably be in trouble with my job. I don't know what's going to happen. If I don't get it, then I'm not in trouble with anybody. I'm just disappointed. So as I sit here, I'm waiting to hear that news. So, um, but after, so after the um, audition, oh, so I did this thing where I was like, it's at 9 a.m. on the west side of LA. I live in the valley. If anyone knows, that is at least without traffic, a 40 minute drive with Monday morning, <clears throat> not Monday morning, but like rush hour traffic. It's about a 90 minute drive. And it's stressful the whole time because your ways keeps blooping like, go this way, go that. Oh, now it's a 20 minutes more being added. So it's a disaster. So I was like, I'm going to get a hotel. I'm going to really make sure that I am as pampered and taken care of as possible. So I went and stayed in a hotel, like a fancy hotel in Beverly Hills, near-ish to where I had to be in the morning. So it would only be a 10-minute drive. And I went 
So you know I use Hotels.com. They're not an advertiser. They should be. And I had so many credits from traveling all year that basically I got this giant three-room suite uh, completely paid for with only about 50 bucks left over. So I only paid about 50 bucks to do this. And then um, in the morning, I had a... um, uh, you know, those apps where you get the glam squad or whatever. I had someone come and do my hair and makeup because when the uh, hot lights of television are on you, you can look pretty bad if you don't have pro makeup. So I did that. So you have to, you have to kind of take care of yourself. Like nobody provides that for you. You just have to know and come prepared. And it's part of being a professional, a professional adult. So I get to the hotel. I always feel shady checking into a hotel in the city I live in. I feel like I'm doing something dirty. And especially because I brought a lot of different outfits. So I did have like a full carry-on suitcase, um, which made me feel weird because it was only one night. But then again, if I only had a purse and like a little tiny overnight bag, I think I would feel um, also weird. Like it just makes you feel like a whore, I guess is what I'm saying. I felt like a prostitute who is coming, although that's not what prostitutes do, right? I don't think they get their own suite and check in. (laughs) I think they wander the lobby and all such kinds of things. Um, By the way, funny story, maybe not that funny. I had a friend who worked in events for a major network and she would come to town every year during the Emmys and the Golden Globes and they would always stay at the Four Seasons. And so she would be allowed to use the expense account and I'd come have drinks with her in the lobby, have some dinner and there would always be um, prostitutes. I mean, you know, like your your gorgeous high end prostitute, your Julia Roberts after her makeover in I was gonna say Pretty Young Thing in Pretty Women, Pretty Woman, Pretty Women, um, Pretty Woman. Mash up Pretty Little Women, Little Women, but they're prostitutes. Um, anyway, so the they instilled, instated, stated put together, demanded, came up with a law that you had to pay like a $25 or $50 cover charge just to get into the Four Seasons Lounge where you could then purchase your drinks and food. And I guess that was supposed to deter the prostitutes from coming in. But I believe they, I think they lost some clientele over that because I think the point for a lot of men was to go and uh, find said ladies there. So, um, I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on with the lobby of the four seasons anymore. Cause my friend doesn't have that job. So I don't know what's happening, but you know, you try to keep people out and you ruin business. You know, that's let the lobby be what it was a place for men to meet their high end prostitutes. You, you don't let the ladies in, then what are the guys sitting there drinking for to talk to each other, to be in, to read a book at the bar? No. Anyway, nobody was really questioning what I was doing, but I had my usual, altercation at check-in. And I go, why do I even, why don't I just say, sure, thanks? Why do I need to talk back to people? I'm so stubborn about like being told what to do. And again, I'm a former dancer, everybody, ballerina up in here. And all they do is correct you and tell you what to do. And my teacher used to say, part of what makes you a good dancer, which is another way of saying, because you're not that good a dancer, is that you take correction. You take correction really well. You listen and you do what we say. And so I'm, and I love to learn and I'm the first to admit, I don't know anything about many things. And I like to be told what to do. Like, oh, I, and I always walk into situations where 
if I don't know what how things are done, I'm happy to ask. But it's it's when I know what I'm doing and I'm on a mission. It's usually involves traveling and people start giving me advice. I'm like I I'm going to have an, it's it I'm just I'm not going to solve that one in this lifetime. It's just going to be something that annoys me. But I'm checking in and he's like, what brings you to town? And I love that I I didn't have to make up some lie because I'm on tour and I don't have to talk about comedy. I said, actually, I live in the neighborhood. I had a free night. I have a really early morning. And no, I didn't say I live. I said, I live in the city, in the valley. And I have a really early meeting in the morning. And I wanted to be closer. And everyone understands. They're like, oh, totally the valley, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, well, if you're interested, the restaurant starts going on. Go, I'm actually not. I already ate. Like I checked in at six. I ate early. Um, not eating. Also trying to like fit into my outfit the next day. I'm doing like a detox, you know, just, like just drinking lemon water and just letting myself just thin out overnight for the cameras. I had, he's like, but if you change your mind, not gonna. Also, how about this? I see there's a restaurant. I've been to restaurants. I sort of get the deal of how they work. I'm sure you got something about the restaurant you want to tell me. Maybe it's a happy hour, special chef menus tonight. If I change my mind, I'll pick up the phone in the room and I'll say, can I make a reservation? Tell me about the restaurant. There's nothing I need to know. It's not like, but ma'am, there's a bomb in the restaurant. We are trying to tell every customer who checks in, please let us finish our sentence. Like, if someone's like, I don't want to hear it, shut up. People, I'm a busy businesswoman, everybody. Just like in the Hallmark movie. So then he says, well, um, if you're interested in swimming, I said I'm not. I didn't bring my bathing suit. Well, we have for sale. I'm not buying one. I don't want to swim. There's no swimming. I don't care with the swimming. I don't care about swimming. He goes, well, even if you don't swim, I mean, there's always, it's like, are you going to die if you don't like get one over on me? If you don't say one thing that I'm going to go, okay, I am interested in that. Like I already knew what I was interested in. I'm checking into a hotel. I had some work to do. I was going to like take a bath. There was a beautiful bathtub in there and I was going to work on my lines and I was going to go to bed at 10. And so I had four hours. I had them all mapped out. I don't need your suggestions. And he goes, but the rooftop has great views. I go, oh, yeah, I've been to an event at this hotel before. Um, I, did, I did. I'd gone to a birthday party at this hotel. And he goes, well, the views are beautiful. I'm like, no, I get it. Like, again, I live in L.A. I hike every day mountains, tall mountains. I go to rooftop things. I've been here 15 years. I kind of know what the view is. And the view, to be honest, is not great in the city. You can't see the stars. I mean, of course... The ones walking around outside, I'm kidding. But you can't see the the actual stars because of the layers of whatever. And it was a rainy night. So don't with the views. He kept going on the views. And I kept arguing, going, I'm not going to go upstairs. I don't know why. I guess my point is I feel like, well, first of all, I'm just nuts. I'm just fucking straight up nuts. And like, that's one of the things I'm nuts about is like, I need you to know that you weren't helpful. I need you to know that what was helpful was when you gave me my room and when you let me get going. I want to teach them in a weird, and this is a total codependent issue. I want to teach them in a way, hey, every customer is different. Like if someone says they are local and they see views every day, they themselves live in a building that has great views. 
I don't need to keep pushing it. I just learned something by having an interaction with that woman who, for some reason, the interaction would have been one second if I just let him say, and there's views up saying, uh huh. But I just couldn't. I need everyone to know my specific thing at every moment. I don't know why. It's an illness. It's an illness. So anyway, I stayed in the hotel. It was absolutely lovely. And then um, after the screen test that I did, there's this feeling of now it's out of my hands. I have no idea how I did. There's like a little bit of a wave of like self-hatred and shame that comes in where it's like, what if I was terrible? And then there's a little bit of like, I kind of feel excited. And then there's a little bit of your brain going, don't get excited. You have disappointments. This is how this business is. And then part of me goes, you just can't think about it. And then that part of me goes, well, what do you do when you're trying not to think about something? Now, normally I have a schedule. It's tight. You know, I'll go on a hike. I'll do this. I always have work to do. You could record a podcast. You could do this. I couldn't decide what to do. So I... I just ended up at the restaurant of that hotel um, for a lunch and um, had a glass of wine and some, I don't know, some kind of egg thing. And I thought I had a point, but I just realized that I think I've talked about what I was going to say already. But um, that's all I could think to do. Like I was completely immobilized most of yesterday waiting to find out if I went to the next level. And I did find out at the end of the day yesterday that I went to the next level. And then I was exhausted as though I'd run a race. And so sometimes I just have to put myself to bed at like eight o'clock and go, I need to just go to bed. I can't think anymore about anything or wonder, but I'm really disappointed in my self-care yesterday because there's so many things I could have done to keep busy. And instead I decided I need to zone out and eat lunch and have wine and then put myself in bed. That was, I kind of wasted a day, but um, it brings me to, um, I'm not at 30, am I? 17. All right. So it brings me to my uh, question I got today. Oh, there, oh, that was the point. Sorry about the glass of wine. Jesus Christ. I order the wine. The girl goes, what's your date of birth? What year are you born? Like, it was just a quick way to check that I was of age. I'm 43. I mean, I don't look 21. Let's not be ridiculous. And I said, uh, 1974. She goes, oh, my God, you look amazing. Good for you. I'm like, it's not old. Don't. I'm so sick of younger people telling me I look amazing. The it's. I'm sorry you guys look like crap because you're in the sun. And I don't know what you're doing with yourselves with the lip shit that you do. But the reason people my age may look amazing is because we're not old. We still have estrogen. We're not old. There are some people my age who look like shit, but they've looked like shit forever. Some people look like shit. They don't take care of themselves. I don't mean good looking. That's subjective. I'm talking about whatever. I don't know. I've got good genes. My mom didn't have a lot of wrinkles. When she was my age, she's 80 now and they're just coming in. You know, I don't fucking know, people. I don't know what to tell you, but I I wish we could stop commenting on women's looks from other women too. When you ask me how old I am for the uh, the the glass of wine, just just zip it. I don't need your opinion about how I look. In fact, not looking young 
uh, too young was helpful for the particular thing I auditioned for. I was, I was really excited that my crow's feet were showing a little bit because I, I wasn't supposed to look like some uh, young thing. So, listener email wants a tip. Now, of course, I'm reading this three months late because this is how we do at I Seem Fun. He says, Jen, I was wondering in the spirit of the new year, well, how about in the spirit of spring, which began well after this podcast will air. Um, I was wondering in the spirit of the new year and getting healthy, would you consider sharing your favorite health slash diet tips? I'm not asking in a cheesy eat less, exercise more way, but specific to the supplements you take and how you are so in tune with your body and its needs, parentheses, reflux. I admire so much how you figured all that shit out. I would love your advice, advice on a basic starter kit. Well, I cannot see now. I don't know how old this person is, but I know with the kids these days, they think it's like a one size fits all and that you ask a question and you get the answer and that's how everything looks. And I'm in tune with my body because at a certain point, you have no fucking choice. When you are a woman of a certain age, even though I look amazing, I am, you know, women are in touch with their bodies because we have periods and we have issues like lumps in our breast or this and our that. And so I've been having issues with all my lady parts since forever. Not anything terrible, but like a lump removed in my breast in my 20s. So then you start talking to a doctor about that and they explain like levels of hormones that you should or shouldn't have. Or, you know, then my sister had breast cancer at 40 and I'm a vegetarian. So it was explained to me that like soy actually raises estrogen. And when your estrogen is raised, like you're at risk for breast cancer. So it's like over life, you just pick up tips. And I think women are more in tune with our bodies because we have to be. Um, Because we have, I think, more complex bodies. Um, now in terms of health tips, I don't know what's going to work for everybody. It has to be about for me when I'm doing anything that's quote healthy. Um, I'm looking up this fasting diet that I'm going to tell you about. It's not as bad as it seems. Um, is Oh, without eating. Sorry. Uh, is It's not about thinking about like, how am I going to live longer? How am I this, right? Because you can get hit by a bus and it's easy to go off the rails from any kind of like diet or health situation if you're doing it for some kind of perceived sense of longevity, right? It's like, who fucking knows? And it's too easy to just go, oh, why am I doing this for the future? Fuck it. I could die at any second. So I'm going to have the cheesecake or the whatever. Um so whatever I do is for me, because I tour all the time and I'm, I'm changing time zones all the time. I'm in airplanes a lot. Um, everything I eat affects me. Like the salty food in the airplanes bloats me. Then I have to put on clothes to go on stage. That's a problem. The clothes have to fit. So my life demands that I'm in tune with my body every second. I get on planes during cold and flu season, like, and then I have to do shows. I cannot lose my voice. As you saw, I had to cancel a gig in Buffalo, New York. I lost money. I pissed everyone off. I'm probably no friend of the Helium Club franchise. Had my voice been lost, I wouldn't have been able to do the audition I did. It's like, I can't. I cannot get sick because I cannot plan my downtime. So uh, the reflux thing, it took two years to figure out. My ear, nose, and throat doctors didn't know. They kept telling me 
that the reason I would do that and have that like phlegm come up, like you just heard earlier, was that um, I had allergies. I've never had allergies. I got tested for allergies. So, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. You've been with me all these years. You've seen me slowly figure out things. And again, it's always like there's a consequence. Like if I don't take care of my reflux, then I burn out my vocal cords. It's literally acid comes up and burns my vocal cords and you aspirate in your sleep and you start coughing and it feels like you're being waterboarded. So it's like, I don't want that. So I have to follow the, so it's like, do you have an too acidic of a diet? Well, then you want to buy a book about having a less acidic diet. Um, do you want to lose weight? Then I can't tell you how. I mean, I don't like cardio. I don't believe in it. I, this, all this whole, this fucking craze of like those bike classes, all my friends that ride those crazy bikes and the soul cycle, I swear to God, they gain weight easier than anyone I know. Cause it's like at a certain point, your body is not going to keep burning calories because you're pushing it like that. If you just hike for an hour, your body, your metabolism changes for the day. It don't, you don't have to do crazy soul cycle, whatever shit like that. You just don't. Um, the thinnest I've ever been, I wasn't even doing cardio. I was just doing Pilates every day. So I, you know, and being vegan. So it's like, it's really about what you eat. So I don't know. A basic starter kit would be to not ask a generic question of a podcaster because I don't have your body. I might not be your gender. I might not be your age. We might not have the same thing. So you have to get in touch with what you want and you have to understand the basics. Refined sugar is like putting a cancer-causing agent in your body. It's It stops your immune, immune system from working. It it's fucks with your metabolism the worst things for you are sugar-based because that stores as fat. You know, it's like, just read, just figure out what makes you feel good. I mean, you know how you feel after you eat like shit. It's because your body is a machine and food is fuel. And that was my point. If you kind of look at it that way, like I want to eat well, not for weight loss or so that I have some goal of living to 90, but I want to feel good today and tomorrow because I have shit to do. It's like kind of a self-respect thing when you get down to it. It all comes back down to do I love myself? Do I respect myself? Do I want to feel good while I'm doing the things I need to do so that I can be present and help others and be focused and whatever? Well, food has a big part of that. So, And then within that, if you are coming from a place of self-love and self-respect, there's no notion of cheating and, oh, I had this and I shouldn't have. It's like acid reflux is is my thing. Like wine is not great for it, but wine is the only alcohol I like. And every once in a while I like to have a glass of it. So I do. And I take the proper like acidic medications right after just to tamp that down. Can I drink wine five times a day every day? No. Can I like get super drunk like I did on drunk history? No. That's why I don't do it anymore. So um, one of my favorite things though, when I'm like don't have time to work out or I'm running around and I just want to make sure that I'm not gaining anything is the, um, the eight hour diet. So you fast 16 hours a day and then you eat during this eight hour window. And they've said that that kind of stuff, intermittent fasting, if you guys just Google intermittent, I N T E R M I T T E N T intermittent. Why do I feel like I'm saying that wrong? Intermittent fasting is a great way to lose weight because um, the human body is designed for periods of eating and then periods of fasting. And um, it does like shift your metabolism a little bit. So 
I've never been someone who works very well with that rule. You're supposed to eat every two, three hours, like snacks. I've never, I'm not that hungry all the time, but when I am hungry, I'm a, I'm real hungry. So it's like, they say like, if you stop eating after six, let's say, uh, 12 hours from then is 6am. So let's say you go to bed at 10 and you wake up at 6am. You've already gone. So if you cannot eat from six to 10, then you go to bed then you wake up at 6 a.m. It's already been 12 hours. You haven't eaten. And then at 10 a.m., you have your first whatever of the day. So, I mean, I kind of live that way a little bit, um, especially with the re- the silent reflux stuff is you're supposed to stop eating like three, four hours before you go to bed. And I love to go to bed early. So that's kind of what I do. Um, that keeps my I don't fucking know what it does. But I mean, I, I do healthy things. Like I do Pilates. I sit in those infrared saunas. If you guys want to look that up, they're, they're not in many places. I mean, it's like New York, LA. I, I don't really know where else they have them. Um, I do stuff like that. Um, a lot of people like to have a teaspoon of raw apple cider vinegar in the morning. I guess it's supposed to help your metabolism. It's not good for my voice, so I don't. I'm, as you know, I haven't eaten red meat since I was 13 or poultry. So I don't know if that works for me. This whole myth about protein is absolutely ridiculous. You can get it from plants, nuts, other things. You don't need that much protein and we get plenty. This no, the, the, the four food groups, you know, all that stuff and the dairy and the meat, like that's not designed by like some angel that came down and said, I made your body and here's what we need. That That's that's the FDA. That's like the Food and Drug Administration. That's people trying to sell you shit. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? That whole notion of all those grains we need? No. It's vegetables and lean protein. And you don't need lean protein for meat. Um, oh, I forget. One of my favorite episodes of one of my favorite podcasts, 10% Happier with um, Dan Harris of ABC News. There's another guy whose name is similar to Dan Harris, but it's not him. Um, he had someone on who's like a uh, health whatever, and he was talking about this notion of freaking, um, oh, fuck, of um, protein being kind of BS. And I cannot find it, and I meant to write it down and keep that episode forever and talk about it all the time. And then I didn't, and then I didn't, but um, oh, maybe I can find it. Maybe I can find it. Maybe I'll tweet at him and ask if he remembers. And then we'll talk about it in another episode. Remind me to do that. Tweet at, I'm going to write myself a note. Tweet at and ask who the protein guy was. Okay, well, that's fun. You just looked at me. (laughs) Write a a note to myself. Is this, this is really, this podcast is a waste of this beautiful studio. I'll put it to you that way. Aaron's laughing because he knows it's true. Oh my God, I tried to watch the Ricky Gervais stand-up special. Oh Lord, that's a tough one. I'm not going to make fun of it. It's Everyone has their own taste. I'm sure people hate mine. Well, I know they do. I read about it all the time. But there's just something about that guy. He's turning into David Brent. Like He's doing stuff that David Brent would even be like, I shouldn't do this. There's just something about this obsession with these male, white, cis, bis, boop, boop comics talking about trans people. They are obsessed with this notion of guys cutting their dicks off, which is not what being trans is. Even if you do get surgery, it's it's literally like not the not your business and not the point. 
And um, it's, it's almost like it's their worst fear coming true. Like, what if I wake up one day and want to cut my dick off? And it's like, I, I don't know. There's just something strange about it to me. And it seems like the way a little kid wants to keep poking at something because they want to play too and they want to learn about it. And it's like, then learn about it. You're going about it this really weird way. Now, not that um, us non-trans people can't talk about it if we think like, hey, this is new to me or this seems weird or whatever. I mean, look, we got to be able to talk about things, but it's it's dangerous when you have a big audience and you're not talking about it in a way that is leaving any room for your own error. And millions of people are like laughing or not, maybe not millions that is taping, but thousands of people are laughing. And, you know, people watching it are like screaming at the TV going, no, that's not what it's about for me. So I don't know. It's like you needed to make a Caitlyn Jenner joke really like, and put it on the TV years after all this really went down anyway. Years after, you know, she first um, revealed herself as Caitlyn. And I don't, it's just like, what, what is going on in your life lately, dude? Tell me about you. I don't want to hear your thoughts on trans. I really fucking don't. Unless it's, I don't know, unless you can have a trans person come out and do a roast battle with you or something. No, please don't do that either. I don't want to see that. Um, anyway. There's just something about it that's like the guy was never really a stand-up. It, he gets on stage and does jokes, and he thinks he's being naughty, tee-hee. And it reminds me of dudes at their open mics. And he's a big name, and Netflix wants him, and I totally get it. But there's other comics, real ones, who have a great new hour and nowhere to put it just yet. So it actually sounds like I'm personally upset. It's actually not about me. But I, I did try to watch the special. I don't care where it was. If it was just, you know, I don't know what, on a, a network that doesn't exist anymore, um, I would still be like, I don't know. There's just something. I mean, all the reviews of it have been scorchingly bad. Vulture tore it apart. Um, I think the AV Club. So, yeah, I just, it's disappointing because I'm I'm the biggest fan of The English Office. I was a early listener to his podcast. I love extras. And um, I think that's where I part ways with him. Um, I just, I, I can't get into it. But that's okay. I don't have to like everything everyone that I like or like for certain things does, right? I'm at 30, right? Is it time to talk about Talkspace? I think so. Yeah. I'm going to talk about Talkspace. Everybody, this episode is brought to you by our favorites at Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere, anytime. Can't imagine fitting another appointment into your life? I fucking can't. I actually canceled my therapy this week because of set appointments. Um, and the pain in the ass about it is I have to reschedule it and actually like go somewhere now. You know, I mean, I go somewhere all the time when I have therapy, but with Talkspace, you don't have to. It's as easy as sending your therapist a message, no commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash Jen. That's one N in Jen, J-E-N. And use code Jen to get $45 off of your first month and to show your support for this show. So all you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. So 
You can improve your mental health, even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. And even if you've been like, I don't have enough money for those big expensive sessions. Well, everything has just changed. And you don't have to be like, oh my God, I've got this childhood trauma. You can just, you know, like that guy who asked me a question about getting his life together. Maybe what I said to him about, you know, it really starts with self-respect. Maybe he's like, I don't know if I have any. I don't know if I have what it takes to make changes. You could talk to a therapist about that. They could help you with your life. Any aspect. You can go as deep as you want. Talkspace has over 2,000 licensed therapists. They are experienced in addressing life and all of the challenges that we all face. There is nothing wrong with taking care of your mental health. In fact, I demand that you do. I don't want any listeners who aren't taking care of their mental health. I want everyone healthy up in here. Talkspace.com slash Jen. Use code Jen to get $45 off of your first month. If that's not a deal, then I don't know what you people want. What do you people want? Free therapy? You're not going to get it, except by listening to I Seem Fun. But I'm not a real therapist. I'm just someone that entertains you. So why not go and get your brain going? Get your beach body brain for the summer. All right. And we are also sponsored today by Quip. I've been using my Quip, been traveling with it. It is a toothbrush in case you're like, what are you saying? Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to Quip.com, Q-U-I-P.com slash fun. And you're going to read about it on your own. But here's the deal. You don't need a big expensive toothbrush to get the oral care that you need. You can get the same refreshing clean with something simpler that'll give you the best brushing experience you've ever had. Your dentist will also tell you you don't have to pay hundreds for a top-of-the-line electric toothbrush. And this Quip toothbrush is literally like if Apple designed a toothbrush, but way less expensive. It's an electric toothbrush that packs premium vibration and timer features into an ultra-slim design. So it's cool. I have a really cool gold one, and it's, it is very slim. And yeah, when you're brushing your teeth, it's vibrating, and then it stops, and you know to move on to the next quadrant. It's very awesome. And it's a subscription service. So you get the toothpaste, you get brush head refills, you can subscribe to receive new brush heads on a dentist-recommended three-month plan. How many of you think you know? Oh, I think it's time to throw away my toothbrush. You've probably been using it for 11 months. You have no, you have no concept of time and you know it. You need this. You need this. So you can even subscribe to receive new brush heads on a dentist-recommended three-month plan for just $5.00. That includes free shipping. Quip starts at just $25. So right now, go to getquip.com slash fun to get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That is your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash fun. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash fun. It was named as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2016. It won a 2016 GQ Grooming Award and it's on Oprah's 2017 New Year's O list. Do it. 75% of you don't refresh your bristles or visit the dentist on time. That's why you need Quip. It tastes fresh, it strengthens your teeth, and it gives your mouth perfect clean feeling. Don't walk around there with bad, bad breath, people. Don't do it. Don't do it to others. All right, we're back. We're back. How long have I been on here, Aaron? Uh 38. 38 minutes. That's it? Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. I also uh, tried to look for that podcast for you. I uh, could not find it, but I did see that you were on episode I was. 77. I was on 10% Happier with Dan Harris, episode mm-hmm. 77, uh, about a year ago. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, this I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna tweet him um, an X, and then we'll have it next week. But um, you know what? I'm gonna do a typical I seem fun thing right now. As I'm sitting here, because I forgot my fo- I don't have the Wi-Fi password yet for this new studio. I mean, I'm sure you have it, but I'm not gonna ask you on air. But I'm gonna tweet from my phone. Oh, I see it right there, the pink one. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan Harris. Where is it? Dan Harris. Dan Harris. Oh, yeah, here it is. Dan. Random question. Do you remember? This is fun for everyone. Do you remember the guest you had on a few months ago who passionately talked about the myths of protein and needing huge amounts and needing huge amounts of meat. Trying to re-listen, trying to find that episode of your podcast. All right, let's see if Dan Harris writes me back. And he might be like, why would I fucking know that? When people are like, what podcast episode did you say? One, two, three. I'm like, the fuck would I know? I'm not paying attention. Um, all right. Hopefully he'll be a little nicer than I would be. So here's the Articla. Oh, right. So I'm not connected to the internet. So let me just get on the Wi-Fi. And I'm going to read to you this. Is it eight? Oh, is it studio? Okay. Um, I'm going to read to you this exciting thing. It'll be uh, ATC guest. Oh, ATC guest. Oh, here we go. Okay, never mind. Um, Guys, have you ever heard of a podcast more exciting than when someone uh, checks into a... Wait, it's all three words? Yep. All in a row? Uh, With a space in between. All lowercase. This is really an annoying thing. It's hack-proof. That's for sure. (laughs) But who cares if the Wi-Fi gets hacked? Does that mean... It does. It matters. It, oh, it does? Yeah. Now, yeah. when Wi-Fi's get hacked... Oh, couldn't do it. When Wi-Fi's get hacked, does it mean that... Um, they would have access to all of our network. Oh, and so they can like re, they can see and hear and mm-hmm. get into... Oh, yeah. Oh, I always thought Wi-Fi being hacked, this is how dumb I am, meant people could just use your Wi-Fi for free, like stealing cable. That's literally the only thing I thought stealing Wi-Fi was about. Well, that's what your uh, your Joe Blow uh, hacker would do. Yeah, I'm, I didn't know there was more levels of hacking than my Joe Blow. Um, well, that's good to know. So I don't want people to hack my Wi-Fi at home then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably change my password. Every three months. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, well I will. All right, well, here's the deal. I've been reading this off my phone. This came out on March 14th. NASA study, astronauts' DNA is no longer identical to his identical twin after a year in space. Scott Kelly's genes are no longer identical. I just read that. Preliminary results from NASA's twin study found that 7% of Kelly's genes no longer match those of his twin, Mark. Now, headlines are so misleading. They're no longer identical. So, and well, I guess it's me taking it. I go, oh, I'm in 100% then, you know. But 7%, which I guess still means no longer identical. Even if 1% of your genetics is off, it is not identical. So, okay. I guess I should calm the fuck down. Um, preliminary, 
7% of Kelly's genes no longer match those of his twin, Mark. Scott Kelly spent one year aboard the International Space Station during the study while his brother remained on Earth. That's where I would remain, by the way. I cannot go to space. Do not make me. He used to say that about Australia. I'm too afraid to fly there. I know there's a great comedy festival there. I'm never going. It's just not going to happen. And watch, I will be in space. I bet I'll be there. Like, ah, I love it up here. Because everything I'm afraid of ends up being my favorite thing. So um, 7% of Kelly's genes no longer match those of his twin, Mark. Scott Kelly spent one year aboard the International Space Station during the study while his brother remained on Earth. I just read that. While in space, researchers monitored Kelly's metabolites, cytokines and proteins to learn how space travel affects biological systems. I bet it's a massive jet lag when you get home. Though most of Kelly's biological changes returned to baseline levels after returning to Earth, 7% of his genes point to possible long-term changes, according to the study. NASA's preliminary findings were validated this week, according to space.com. That seems like a fake website, but I guess it's not. The twin study has benefited benefited NASA by providing the first application of genomics to evaluate potential risks to the human body in space, according to a release from the agency. Kelly's one-year mission was twice as long as astronauts' typical missions aboard the International Space Station, but it is a stepping stone to an eventual three-year mission to Mars. No way, the agency said. Too long for me. Mark Kelly, who is also a retired NASA astronaut, is the husband of former Rep. Gabriel Giffords. Oh, let's load the comments. Let's see what the comment oh, section says. Just maybe it's not bad. This is the hill.com. I don't know if they get dumb people commenting, but um, somebody wrote, now that is very interesting. All right, it's not a bad comment. Somebody has said, I said the same thing. This is a better story than Stormy Daniels. Let's get some real intellects here. Um, what was even more interesting to me, this is another comment, was that they said in another story that much of his DNA returned to normal only two hours after he was back on Earth. I had no idea it could change so much so fast. This other person corrected him. No, no, they said his baseline readings returned to normal. His DNA didn't change. His expressed genes did, which is amazing because it may mean our biology may be more compatible with living in space than originally thought. And then someone else said, well, it could be devastating to deep space travel. If it took only one year to alter 7% of his DNA forever, what would happen if he was on a 20-year trip to Mars? They would probably die before they got there from this kind of damage. Whatever, he had a nice 20 years of Mars. Somebody else wrote, we've been living in space for tens of thousands of years. Time, too. Hard to tell the difference anymore. What? Well, I mean, technically, we are living in space. Yeah, exactly. That's what he meant, right? Yeah. Of course, that guy had to be weigh in with his little like excuse me sir with, excuse me i'm gonna be deep right now <laughs> then this guy wrote scott kelly is 116th is now 116th cherokee okay and then That's someone a, else an elizabeth warren slam maybe weird and then somebody responded to that donnie trump has always been half mystery meat <laughs> and then someone else wrote it's not bad actually bill maher found he is half chimp he has pictures to prove it somebody else wrote i believe it was an orangutan so eventually things devolve into political fights yeah. about Donald Trump. That, that was kind of my, oh, and then someone else wrote Mr. Pocahontas. Someone else wrote him and Liz Warren. So where would Kelly end up if he was forced to march 116th of the way to Oklahoma? 
Somebody else wrote, can't any of you people just stick to the story? Why are a majority of the avatars on this site? Oh, okay, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's usually what happens. Things devolve into madness. Now, last week I told you I'd be reading once a week from... Um, this book, uh, The Little Book of Feminist Saints. And so we're going to learn about a new lady every week, or maybe she won't be new to you. Um, Hey, you know what? Eleanor Roosevelt, why not? She's our read for today, and we'll close on this. The matron saint of common sense, born 1884 in the United States. Her feast day is October 11th. Quote, Eleanor, I hardly know what's happened. What's to happen to you? Anna Rebecca Hall once told her young daughter, whose childhood looks earned her the nickname Granny. You're so plain that you really have nothing to do except be good. Eleanor Roosevelt was good, though perhaps not in the way her mother had meant it. She was not just the longest-serving First Lady of the United States, but became the first chair of the United Nations Commission on Human Rights the year after. She went on to be declared the Gallup Poll's most admired living woman in 1948, in 1949, and 1952. Then in 1952 and 1953, and so on, uninterrupted through 1961. The streak might have continued had she not died the following year. Great point. Much like her husband Franklin with his fireside chats, Eleanor had a particular way of establishing intimacy with the public. Quote, my day, her newspaper column, appeared six days a week for an astonishing 27 years. She wrote familiarly from her first entry on New Year's Eve 1935. I wonder if anyone else glories in cold and snow without an open fire within all by oneself in one's own room, exhibiting shades of Virginia Woolf. Eleanor's column became a platform, too, for her political opinions about race, the war, women's rights, education. In November 1960, she wrote regarding the future of the country, whether you are a Republican or a Democrat, it seems to me this question of how we approach saving the world and its people from themselves is not a partisan question. Indeed, until next week, have fun.